You're, you're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers today so you can get a lot of money just like Jason Shear. All right. Now, with Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. Hello, Shear. How you doing? What's going on, Mike? All right. Well, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but Arizona did not play well against Stanford this past week. I don't know. Are your uh, message boards talking about it at all? Yeah, no panic whatsoever. Everyone's yeah, calm, rational. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, trust in the coach, trust in the process. Yeah. All right, before we get into the nitpicking about what's going on, but there are a couple things that we do need to uh, clarify first. First of all, this is still a very good team. Anybody that says there's they stink or that losses don't like uh, the, uh, happen, don't happen uh, that Stanford don't happen against good teams. You're wrong. They do happen. UConn lost six of eight last year. UConn got blown out by Seton Hall. That is all I need to tell you this uh, about it. So it happens. Um. So this is still a very good team, but there are some questions that are starting to emerge about this team. And the first thing is guarding the perimeter and guarding the pick and roll def or pick and roll offense. That's becoming a little bit of an issue here, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, bad losses happen. We don't want them to happen, but they happen. And every time they happen, we all overreact. Um, it's just, you know, the, the way fan bases work. Uh, but like you said, the, the bigger issue is clearly there's some issues that have been exposed the last couple of weeks. And, right. and that's number one is the perimeter defense. It's just, it's not there. I thought that Tommy, Tommy doesn't get mad like at all ever after a game. I thought the game after, uh, after Stanford, the press conference was about as mad as Tommy Lloyd is going to get. Uh, when he pretty much just ripped into the to the guards for their defense. Well, and see, that's the problem too. Is that and then when you're having to switch Caleb Love onto uh, other players, Caleb Love is needs to be out. I mean, again, I mean he's a basketball player, but Caleb Love is known needed for his offense, and he's the only one. We're going to get to Caleb Love more, but the uh, the perimeter defense, just starting at the point guard position and moving on, is not good. But my other question, though, a little bit too, is when it comes to the pick and roll defense because. Uh, this is clearly a strategy that Lloyd has that you're going to drop under that. You're not going to hedge. You're not going to fight through. So my question is when you're doing, when you're guarding the pick and roll, if your plan is to go under, guess what that leads to open shots. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it, it basically has become where, where Tommy Lloyd isn't willing to give up the paint. And so he's going to dare other teams to make threes and if you're going to do that, there's going to be nights like Stanford, and then there's going to be nights like Alabama. And it's basically uh, a crapshoot. Are you going to get the Alabama night where they make four of 40 and, and everything becomes easier for you? Or are you going to get the Stanford night where they don't miss anything and you lose? And and uh, if I'm Tommy, I, I don't like the coverage. Like, I just, I, I don't like it. It's not the way that I would do it, but... It, it, unless something changes, that's just going to be the way that this thing goes. Yeah, it's going to be the way that things go. And but again, that doesn't mean that we have to like it. But that's again and against Stanford as well. It's not like you've got a plethora of uh, penetrating guards. I mean, it's okay, cool. They turn the corner and they get into the paint. Big whoop. Who cares? Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, Lloyd's awesome, but this um. I think he has to shoulder some of the blame here for the defense because this is clearly part of the strategy. Now, again, leaving guys wide open is certainly not part of the strategy, but he's got to take a little bit of blame there as well, in my opinion. I think, uh, it, yeah, I mean, he, he clearly needs blame, but another part of the issue is like you just said, leaving guys wide open isn't the strategy. The problem is that we're seeing the perimeter guys get beat off the dribble. And once that happens, other guys have to collapse and someone's open anyway. I, I think that's really where it all starts. Not necessarily with the coverage, which I don't like, but it's the fact that these guys like Boswell and even Love, and uh, who I know you can't take out, I don't disagree with you at all, they're just getting beat. 
time after time again. And then someone like Pella, who also gets beat, has to collapse. And before you know it, there's a guy wide open, and, and that's that. All right, now let's talk about let's let's kind of go player by player here. Let's talk about Kylan Boswell first. Um, listen, uh, the reason that we are critiquing Kylan Boswell in a manner unlike Kirk Creesa, um, and I know this has been brought up on your board, is that Kylan Boswell is better than Kirk Creesa. So we that we should have higher expectations. What's going on here, man? Because he doesn't have any confidence. Um, he's not playing well at all on either side. Um, and you know, uh you know, people around him have not really been shy that they expected him to be in the NBA at this time next year. That ain't happening. A part of me wonders if he's hurt because he looks slower. Like he right. just looks a step slower offensively and defensively. And we'll, we'll never know. Tommy's not going to say it. It'll be an excuse in Tommy's mind, whatever. I, I think if he is hurt, Tommy should say something, but he won't. But it wasn't, it was what, two months ago where this guy was the best player on the court against Duke. Right. He really was like he was the right. best player on the court. And I don't like he's just a step slow. Uh his shots aren't in rhythm. Like they don't look comfortable. It looks like he's shooting just because he feels like he has to shoot. Um, but to me, the big like I think shooting comes around. I, I I just if you're a good enough shooter, I think eventually it'll even itself out. Um, defense does it. And, and right now that's my biggest concern is that he was thought to be a pretty good defender. And he has been the worst defender on Arizona. Yeah. And my other problem too, is that we know he's a good three point shooter and every single game he's passing up wide open shots to take one dribble in and then either pass it or pull up again. It makes absolutely no sense what's going on. Um, because let's be honest here, Arizona does not need an All-American Kylan Boswell, but they need an all-conference caliber Kylan Boswell if they're going to go anywhere. And I think that's a real, I think that's a realistic thing to ask. Yeah, they don't need Kylan to be dropping 15 and 8. Right. They just need honestly, they just need him to be competent. Right. Right. Like shoot 42% from the field and defend. You'll be fine. All right, real quick, Jacob Franklin's hopping in here. Jacob Franklin, hop in here. Now he's hopping in here. Let's, now he wants let's to get you in here. Hello, Jacob Franklin. Now he wants to be seen. All right, Jacob, unmute yourself. Come on, you technological neophyte. Come I on. forgot that I muted myself just in case you randomly brought me on the show and you saw my camera go live. All right, Jacob, let's talk about your Sun Devils for a minute, and then we're going to boot you off. But first go in the ahead. They're first in the Pac-12, Mike. Remember, wow. you used to you you asked me the question, could ASU beat Arizona? And you laughed at me when I said, yes, they have a puncher's chance. But we beat Stanford, and you lost by 18. So <laughs> now, that's cold right there. And on top of that, Jacob Franklin, I was also um, I was all feeling myself a little bit in the second half. You know, started tweeting out, and you know, it Shane. Anybody got the ASU score? Oh, I know. Yeah, the, that's back to back 16 plus point comebacks. And I, on top yeah. And uh, somebody retweeted uh, my tweet, and they said, this guy in Tucson's a total idiot. They're right, but I do not accept that because uh, it came from an ASU fan. Jacob, I root against ASU. What is was funny, give you an idea. Sheer and I were texting, and when they when you guys were getting your butt kicked in the second half, I said, well, this at least makes me feel a little bit better. And then, lo and behold, talk about going to bed, crying. They play lockdown defense, and that those last five minutes, it's really hard to move the ball against them because they just start like it. It's really like I don't know if there's any strategy, but they close off passing lanes faster than I don't I mean, know. If there's it, any guys are just there. <laughs> All right, so Jacob, real quick, where do we? Uh, where do you see ASU going? Are you because you have now said that you think that ASU can win the conference? You've said yeah. this many times. Just predict the week. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do they even who do they even play this week? I Mountain schools. Utah. Mountain yeah, Utah schools. and Colorado. Yeah. At ASU. Ooh. 
They're going into that tough place that is what? What's the arena name now? Desert Financial. Oh, oh yeah, it's always, well, it's always Wells Fargo. It Wells Fargo, yeah. But it's um, let's see. I'll give them a split. I'll give them a win against Utah and a loss against Colorado. Do you look for wow. the? Are you back in the A to go get a, uh, a sweep this week, Jacob Franklin? No. You think Arizona's going to lose? Just I think they'll lose to Colorado. Wow. So you think Arizona's going to go on a two-game losing streak, Jacob Franklin? All First right. Well, I'll tell you what, Jake Franklin, if Arizona does win against Colorado, are you going to be producing Thursday? I've not looked at the schedule yet. I'm always around, Mike. All right. That means, Jacob, we get more Jacob Franklin, not less. Jacob, you're dismissed. Shoo, shoo, Jacob Franklin. Um, all right. Now, let's get back to Arizona. Let's get back to real basketball. And you want to know how bad it was, Mike? Kane huh. and Carlisle. You know Kane and Carlisle, the guy yeah. that destroyed Arizona. Just one national, yeah. national player of the week. It's funny. So I may try. I went at the end of the half. I tried to make the good luck Del Taco run. So it didn't work this time. So what happened, though, and this was very annoying, is that so I'm listening to the goat, Brian Jeffries. And Brian, all you hear Brian is saying is, well, there's another three from Mr. Carlisle. I mean, it was just it was funny just hearing Brian even lose it. Well, and here's the thing about Carlisle, too. And I'm not excusing 28 points. That's just stupid. But uh that's one of those dudes that Stanford lands that you're like, why would he go to Stanford? Like, he was on overtime elite. Like, right. at one point, he was a five-star recruit with offers from everyone. So, and he missed the entire first semester. This is only, like, his third game. Right. So, like, that guy's legitimately good. I know people are probably going, like, oh, who's this dude? He's good. Like, he's really good. But 28 yeah. points. Yeah, wow. no, if you go to Stanford, you also are probably going to be somebody that's going to win the Arizona lottery at some point. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our good friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. Again, Sherry, you just got to put down $1 and you can get back $500,000. Again, make that sheer money. Again, check it out, Arizona Lottery and Wink. Now, have I told you about Wink, Jason Shear? Uh, you have, but I can never stop hearing about it. All right, everybody out there, here's the deal with Wink. All kinds of good stuff with Wink. I will drink with a Wink of THC. All right, buy them online, 1224 and variety packs right now and use promo code PHNX for an additional 50% off your total order. Wink seltzers are available online for consumers to buy direct to their doorsteps at Drink. Wink.com. All right. Now I want to give some, I want to give Caleb Love some credit here. And Jacob Franklin put down this because this is going to be my clip. So sure, we got to make this good. Um all right. Li listen, with uh with Caleb, with Caleb, or hold on a second. Hey, dude, all right. I don't we're dog friendly, but not with the butt facing the all right. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. There we go. Okay. So Caleb Love, like him, hate him, whatever you think about him. He is out there playing his butt off every single time. You can't say that about anybody else on the team. Um, Keyshaw Johnson's had games where he's just kind of floated. Pella, Kylan, uh, Umar, the one dude that brings it every single game and plays until the final whistle, especially when Arizona is down big, like we saw against Purdue, like we saw against Stanford, is Caleb Love. If Arizona had more guys like Caleb Love, We'd be in a little bit better spot than we are right now, Jason Shear. His mentality has been a welcome, welcome addition. Yeah, I mean, Tommy said before the or after the Sabre game that before it, Arizona had a numb look on its face. Like, like it pretty much didn't want to be there. I, I didn't get that vibe from Caleb Love. He might have been the only one that I didn't get that right. vibe from. He plays hard and and you know, I wish he was he would have been better defensively, but at least he's playing hard, so he can kind of excuse it a, a, a little bit but 
you know, this is a team where, you know, again, a lot of Tommy, but this has been an issue uh, under right. Tommy that there's games where the team goes in and they just don't care about a game. They just right. don't like they go and they lose by big and they move on and they'll, they'll respond well, but it's like they, and KJ Lewis kind of hinted at it after the game where he basically said that they didn't respect Stanford enough where they went in and they probably thought they were going to beat the crap out of Stanford and then get home for New Year's and, that's just not how college basketball works. And I think with uh, that's one thing, though, with Caleb Love, that even when Arizona was down, he was still taken to the hoop. He was still doing his thing. Again, it, it he's far from a perfect player. We've seen that. Uh, he's not great defensively. Um, but, man, I'm glad that he's on this team, Sheer, because that's the one player on the team that I don't ever have to worry about. Are you fully engaged in this game? Yeah, loves basketball. He's fully engaged. Does he have weaknesses? Sure, but... Um, again, weaknesses become less apparent when you're when you're trying hard out there. All right, that was the clip. I think we did a good job, Jacob Franklin. Put that down right there, my friend. Okay, now uh, changes in the starting lineup. I don't see that happening. Tommy is somebody that is very, very loyal to his starters. I know he did it last year with Pella, um, but there is, like I said, they got to figure out something to do with uh, what to do with Boswell. And here's what I would tell Boswell: I would say, listen, we know you can shoot. You're obviously struggling right now. Unless you're passing it for a wide open layup, if you're open, shoot the ball. I don't care if you're 0 for 12, whatever the case may be. They've got to get him back to taking open shots. And again, I want him to uh, go on Twitter and retweet all of my criticism. That's what we're aiming for here. To quote Nipsey Hustle, we hustle and motivate here at the uh, AZ Wildcats podcast. But again, joking aside, I need him to take open shots, period. I get why people want to change the lineup. I'm not even completely against it. The problem is you risk losing Boswell if you put him on the bench. You got to let him work through this a little bit. And if in two weeks he hasn't worked through it, then you start to consider it. But you got to give him the chance to work through it. Because if you bench him and you hurt his confidence, uh, you are you need him. Like, let's just be real. If Arizona is going to win a title, make a Final Four, whatever, it needs Kylan Boswell. Yes. And it, 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 if... If the sacrifice is losing a couple regular season games to get him back on track, so be it. Like yeah. because that you need him, you just do. And again, I don't. We had people in the post game chat. Some people saying they miss Kerr. No, I don't miss Kerr. Uh, have you guys? Seen, have you seen the, the people that have seen Kerr? Have, have they seen? What well, recurs? Like, recurs stat line, please. This is something that I posted, and and it's not. Please don't take it as an insult, Arizona. Yeah, take it as an insult. He's about to insult you if you believe that uh, Kerr uh, would be better. Go ahead. Sheriff. I don't think Arizona fans, for the most part, and someone said that's because we're Arizona fans. They don't watch college basketball very much. So they're like, so Kurt. whatever happens to Arizona happens in a vacuum, right? Like it, it, it doesn't happen to any other team. Kerr Creasa in his last game uh, had five points against Ohio State. The game before that, he had twelve against Toledo. And the game before that, he had three against Radford. And I'm sure he's shooting amazing percentages during that time as well. Uh, he is shooting 37% in four games. Now, his assist numbers are good. Absolutely good. Uh, he's averaging seven assists to three, four turnovers a game. That's fine. Yeah, but, but again. His shooting is not from three. He is, I know, I know the real stat you want. He is 37% from three. Yeah, he's not a great shooter. He came in here as a shooter, and people were saying, oh, you know, he's this white guard. He's got to be a good shooter. No, he's not a good shooter. All, and like I said, he did a good spot. He did a good thing. But to quote our good friend Anthony Gimino, who you actually like, this is true. Yes. 
you know, Kerr is the kind of player that could maybe get you from point C to point B. You're never getting from point B to point A if he's your point guard playing 30 minutes a game. He's just too limited. And again, that's just the way it is. Arizona, I will take Kylan Boswell every single day of the week. And not only will I take him every single day of the week, I will also say that, um, you know, quite frankly, they just need him to snap out of it because he's going to be the key going forward. I don't worry about uh, I don't worry about Caleb Love. One player, though, that I uh, we got to pick on a little bit here because he's been great all season, but he disappeared. We need more out of Keyshawn. Again, I know I don't expect Keyshawn to come down and do the Benedict, Benedict Mather and step back threes or all that. But man, like Keyshawn's got to be somebody that his energy and his hustle and everything just shows out. And we didn't see that. So the problem with Keyshawn is that we we knew, we've known this whole time, he's not dynamic offensively. Right. We thought he would score more points out of transition and all that. So what we're seeing is other teams are putting four guys in the paint. Because right. they know that Arizona is not a very good shooting team. Well, at that point, if you're a key shot and you're in the paint and you got four guys around you, what are you supposed to do, right? right? right. Because he's not dynamic offensively. Now, I will say, forget the points. His rebounds, he needs to get more rebounds. I need 12 rebounds out of him in a game like Stanford where you're going to bunch against a bunch of stiffs. I need rebounds from Keyshawn. Yeah, I don't mind the lack of points. But, you know, you take a look at his last two games, Mike. And he, he, he averaged uh, six points a game and four rebounds. Not good the enough. Four rebounds bothers me. It just right. does. Not good enough. And again, I still think that he should be getting 10 points just by running the court, being yes. active, stuff like that. Again, Keyshawn, we need more out of you. You're awesome. You're an awesome player, Keyshawn, but we need more out of you again. Now, let's talk about Pauly M. A lot of people in here asking about Pauly M. Paulius Murauskas. I, I can't really argue with it. Sherry gave him a little bit of a, uh, gave him a little bit of spurt, a little bit of a push in the butt um, when he well, came in. Sorry, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, it depends what you want, right? You want to shoot him? Threes. Give you shooting. You will give you threes. My man is going to shoot threes from the second he steps on the court. He will not defend, and he Correct. probably won't rebound, and he probably won't pass. So you want your threes, you'll get your threes. And it might be worth it for like 10 minutes a game to put him in and spread the court. I, I like when, cause like he's, he's got a little Philly B you know who he is. He's a better version of Philly B he's coming in there and he's looking to shoot, man. I like it. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Now let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about Jaden Bradley. You've gone on this show and you've besmirched Jaden Bradley many, many, many times. Um, oh, come on. this is true. Um, I like, you know, anytime you say you like somebody or you actually like somebody, you don't, that's why we know that you hate Tony Gimino. Um, but uh, uh, joking aside, I do like the energy he brings to the game. I can deal. What that's kind of where my problem is with this team. Is that listen, if uh, if a team goes nineteen of thirteen from three point or whatever nineteen of thirteen from three point range and shoots one hundred twenty seven percent, yeah, I totally whatever. I get it, but it just feels lethargic. Another thing too that also feels lethargic. Well, is Pella Larson. Listen, Tommy has been hyping Pella. My and again, my bad Pella. Hashtag my bad Pella. But you know, sooner he's he's got to be able to bring it. There's too many games with Pella still where it's like four points, two rebounds, three, and then he'll have the eighteen, five, and six. I need consistency. The dude's almost twenty three years old. Come on. Yeah. Sure. You hate Pella. Uh, no, Pella was awful too. Pella was right. awful too. Look. Jaden Bradley, the thing I worry about with Jaden is, and people are like, we'll put him in for Boswell. And again, we we discussed why not. I just wish Jaden would score more. 
I do. I know, yeah. and, 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 and I think his defense is contagious, his effort, like, it's all good. I get it. But you're you're literally playing five on four out there sometimes with his offense. Well, but again, I guess my biggest problem is is why why isn't Pella more engaged at times? There's time that I guess maybe that's my big. There's time like Ryan Mitchell, the great Ryan Mitchell, and TLN. Um, Pella kind of loafs at times. That's you know, I, I, that's that's still the part that I have a hard time with. Sheer, tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like Pella. When, when you look to your veteran players, Pella looked disinterested against Stanford. That should never happen. Never. It, it just – it is inexcusable. You are – in that regard, you're right. Um, the bigger games, he's played relatively well this season. But right. it, you don't want him just showing up for the bigger games. You have to show up for every game. Is Pella back next year? No, I, I think they just kind of all move on. I mean, I don't know that for certain. but Yeah, you think Pella's going to be a first-round pick. You've said this before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, again, that's going to be another one you're going to lose oh, on there. I would love to be wrong, though. I would certainly. I never said Pell is going to be a first round pick. Oh, Jacob Franklin, cut up the audio. We definitely have that. While Jacob Franklin's cutting up the audio, let me tell you about the BetMGM Sportsbook. All right. Sign up for BetMGM today. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. If the bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Again, check it out. I've told you all from day one, before the season, I expected Washington to run the table and win the championship. Actually, I didn't say any of that, but I do expect them. I think they're going to beat Michigan. And again, if you think I'm an idiot, go against what I have to say. But either way, check it out and uh, check out the show notes for full details. And let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, now the point was made about Keyshaw Johnson's family being there. Now, Sheer, what do you think yes. the chances are that they used game time to get those tickets? 100%. Oh, I, I, have, a, I have a story about game time. I oh, yeah. Well, tell it, dude. This is free advertising. Do it. We were in the lobby waiting to just – we were just hanging out before the Alamo Bowl, and this guy was telling me how he didn't have tickets yet to the, to the Alamo Bowl, and he was mm-hmm. just going to buy them right before the game. And he's like, I downloaded this great app. It's awesome. I'm going to buy it from here. And it was game time. Oh, <laughs> game time. Again, for the people, by the people. Jacob Franklin, did you hear that? That's a true story. Jacob Franklin, come back. All right. But either ways, download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code uh, PHNX for $20 off. Download game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right. Moving ahead to Colorado. This is this is why college basketball is fluid, everybody. Um, and it's not wet, It's but it is fluid. Um, the You got Colorado coming to town. Colorado's good. Now, listen. Um, Colorado is a, a whole bunch of sheer L's. You got Cody Williams, who is now projected by ESPN to be the third pick in the draft. Don't think that that's 
Yep, look it up. He is now projected to be the third pick in the draft. And here's where Shear can be a putz. Shear was giving me updates early on in the season when uh, Cody Williams wasn't doing anything. These uh, these updates have evaporated. Shear, why is that? Because he's hurt. But he's, he's not. He's the third round or uh, third round pick. Uh, third. Pick By the way, he's hurt. He's hurt. Is there any way he doesn't play this week? No, he's definitely playing, dude. And his father. We will his father be there. Okay. Dogs, uh, can we say that out loud? What's that? Can we say? I don't think we can say that out loud. Well, no, we can't. But uh, his father was a very monumental person in a lot yes. of different endeavors. And again, if you see him shake his hand, because he has done a lot for this country. <laughs> um, but uh, either way, uh, yes. Um, but st- Colorado's a good team. Uh, KJ Simpson, right now. I mean, I hate saying it, but KJ Simpson's the Pac-12 Player of the Year. No. Yeah, I mean, he just dropped. What did he drop? Thirty-four. Yeah, and he's being uber efficient as he's doing it as well. He's shooting like 51. Because his whole thing in the past was always that he was shooting like 38% from the field. Yeah. Um. Now he's he's really stepped that up. He's starting to look like an NBA player, Skier. Uh, that, that matchup, well, I think Arizona will beat Colorado. If Arizona's perimeter defense looks the same that it has, yeah. he can legitimately drop 40 points. Uh, yes, exactly. But they, no, Colorado is a good team. Now let's talk about the teams that I think matter in the Pac-12. Jacob Franklin, we do not count ASU yet. You need to keep winning games. I still think ASU sucks, and we will talk. Uh, we will mock and deride them the way that they uh, d- we, they deserve. We will respect ASU if they if they do what Jacob says they're going to do and sweep this week. If you sweep this week, then Jacob Franklin, we are going to have a, a Jacob with a big ASU in the middle. Um, all right. There's two teams, though, that I still look at in this conference and say those are the teams to keep an eye on. Jacob Franklin, this is not true. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get your comments out of here. Um, I said they would – hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I said they would split. I said sweet, they would yeah. beat Utah and lose to Colorado. Jacob, you yeah, said sweep. Yeah, sweep. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jacob out of here. We'll let you know when you're needed. Um, But, uh, uh, all right. Colorado and Oregon, those are the two teams. I am going to take a, uh, I'm going to say that I was wrong on something. It very rarely happens, but I was wrong. Andy at USC sucks. This has not been a good coaching job. I apologize. Sheer, you've generally been wrong about Andy Enfield. I still hold out hope. No. Tournament run, but man, they look like poo. Typical sheer dub. Yeah. USC looks awful. Dude, they really I, I think I think you're right. I think Oregon is and Oregon's the one honestly, like, and again, I don't want to Colorado is very good, but at the end right. of the day, the, the, the only team that I look at when they get full strength, and I'm like, eh, they could maybe match Arizona horse for horse is Oregon if you get back. Because supposedly you're getting back Dante in two weeks and Biddle in three. And if that happens, then it's kind of game on. I think they're gonna be really good. I did nail my eval on Oregon, my guy. You know I was a fan of him before. Shellstad? I told you. Yeah, Shellstad's my guy. He's, he's awesome, man. They he's my guy a- coming out of high school. They uh, had a hot, take, hot take. Do you want me to blow up your podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Arizona probably could have had Shellstad, but they chose Boswell instead. Well, I like, like I said, um, no reason <laughs> crying over spilt milk, but Shellstad's better. Shellstad, if you haven't watched him, is a little bit like Mike Bibby. He is uh, – Shellstad, yeah. Shell, he's really, really good. You almost wonder if you're Oregon, is he going to be too good that he's only going to be out of here after a year? Because if you get him back next year, then he's real problems. But again, Oregon is the one team that I look at because Dante is probably the only big in the conference that I think you you don't need to, you know, 
they can hold his own against Ballo. You get Biddle back. Kuznard hasn't been bad. Uh, they got a lot of horses. That's the one team if they get back. Also, TJ, 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 and all you guys, we will not have, all I'm saying this year with Andy Enfield is they have sucked this year, not in the past. Mike, that's a big L. It's a big L, Mike. They, they have their best. We said it before. We said that this is Andy Enfield's best roster. There was no excuse to be bad. Like, have you watched them? Yeah, I watched him all the whole game against Oregon. They're terrible. He looks bad, dude. Like, right. it's it's not like oh, this guy's just shooting. Like, they're not. No, they're and I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Look, I like Isaiah Collier, but I'm kind of starting to look a little smarter there. All right, let's see. Um, okay, uh, Jacob Franklin just said he's going to hop out. That means that I am going to be in here. That means be nice to me because you guys know I'm a technological neophyte. Okay, real quick, TLN. This is a great, we need to get this kid to Arizona. Can Arizona possibly get the five, six guard from Pima? That poster video that Mike posted was insane. This kid is fantastic. This kid is absolutely the real deal. I will go on record and say, I would like to see him and Conrad Martinez go at it. Conrad would destroy this kid. You think Come Conrad, on. can Conrad make that dunk? Can Conrad? Just, you don't no. need to dunk. A, a dunk and a layup is still worth the same amount of points, dude. I'm just, I'm just saying that kid and the kid's got great genes. As you pointed out, his sister's like the That's best true. player in the big 12. That's true. You know how Conrad's, Conrad's dad is the king of Spain. Is he the king of Spain? I thought that was yeah. Bruce Pasco. Uh, um, same. I always thought too, when it came to uh, uh, this, you know how mad I would be if my sister was taller than me and I was really good at basketball. Uh, B-Cat, you guys need to watch this video, though, that I tweeted out about this. This kid, it, You got joking aside, it's a nasty dunk, Sheer. Oh, it is. Completely. Absolutely. And, and you look at it, too, and the guy looks like me coming down the lane, and it's like, oh, he just keeps going up and up and up and up. He, guess who he was a backcourt mates with in high school, Sheer? Who? Our guy, Nate Calmese. Oh, that's a good backcourt. That is a good backcourt, yeah. How's he doing, by the way? I don't know. That's a great question. I was about to say, can you look this up? Or do you know this the answer? Like, I haven't heard his name. Like, I haven't heard his name either. Um, he but was averaging it, five points a game, Mike. You want to apologize? Uh, I'm not going to apologize. That one's still oh, way too early Mike, to say. Mike, come on. You, come on. You thought Nate Calmee should be Arizona's top guard target. He's playing 12 minutes a game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a big, it's a long season. Um, now let's uh, let's talk about moving forward then for Arizona. Um, here's kind of where I'm at. Tommy Lloyd and this team. First of all, I expect Arizona to uh, play very well this weekend or this week. I think that uh, we're going to be sitting here and talking about Arizona playing very well. By the way, Brian Peabody uh, coming on tomorrow to talk about it. So we will we'll talk that accordingly. But um, I think Arizona's going. I think Arizona's going to win both these games, and I think we're going to be sitting here, and Arizona's going to probably be up to seven or eight in the rankings, and we're going to be talking about how things. People, all I'm saying is, just don't be a, uh, just don't be a prisoner of the moment. It's okay to be mad at the moment. Just don't let it uh, confine you to the moment. Yeah, I mean, this is a big week. Let's be real. Like Arizona, I, I don't think anyone will even be happy with a split. I think Arizona needs to sweep this week, and I think it needs to look good doing it, or else the. The panic will keep coming. I, I expect Arizona to play better. I think it's very meaningful. Uh, I posted this. Arizona hasn't been home in a month. Right. There hasn't, right. Uh, so, I mean, that's a big deal with, with college kids. And so, uh, well, really, with anyone. So, yeah. uh, it, it's it's going to be very, uh, very interesting to see how Arizona responds this week. I, I think they'll respond well. I think they're going to, I think they're going to respond very well. And uh, we will see, uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, um, but before we move on to a little bit of Arizona football and talk a little BCS or BCS is that's not still a thing, is it? 
Uh, no, but we can pretend. All right, yeah, it's still the same thing. Um, but one thing about it, though, Tommy Lloyd and this team are going to be judged in March. Um, the this team has enough talent; they have enough personnel. They're going to be judged come March. Um, Arizona, listen, I mean, you can't. Arizona can't get knocked out in the first week. My only concern about really a Tommy Lloyd at that point would be that. Um, you know, if you get knocked out in the first weekend, then you got to start having some real questions about what exactly is going on with uh, with Arizona come uh, come big game time. But that's how they're going to be judged. Um, so this is still they're not going to he's not going to be judged off this game. He's going to be judged off March. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, March right. is especially with the final four in Phoenix. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be how he's gonna be judged. All right, now, now let's move on to a little bit of Arizona football. Arizona football. All right, Sherry, you caused a lot of ruckus with some of your reporting about uh, Arizona, the great Johnny Nansen. All right, Sherry, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, look, Texas is absolutely looking at him to replace uh, uh, the guy that went to Nevada. Right, the linebacker coach. Right, and co-DC. Uh, Arizona is basically of the belief that he will not leave, due in large part to the fact that Texas would have to up the salary, mm-hmm. uh, and then Nansen would not be calling plays. Right. So they they believe that Nansen will stay. Nansen is very close with Sark. Uh, they've been a lot of places together. We'll see. I mean, right now, it's it's. I think I've heard more of interest on Texas' size, side, but... Um, this is something that I think we won't hear anything about today because the transfer portal closes today, so you're not going to do anything today. And then I think in the next few days, we'll uh, we'll hear more one way or another. All right. Now, um, we need to talk a little bit about the Northwestern lineman that Arizona got. Now, you say he's going to start immediately. I am going to – and I know the coaching staff loves him. I'm Here's the concerns that I've gotten from people, and by people I mean one person. Um, the uh, – this was a low three-star kid coming out. Again, it wasn't like he was this massive, massive prospect, and he redshirted his first year at Northwestern. Why is that? Why is he walking in there and immediately better than say Leif? Uh, so two reasons. Number one, he look. I mean, we don't know. He could be not great. He was the number one tackle on Arizona's board coming out of high school. Right. Um, he just went to Northwestern for let's just call it family reasons. Uh, he was a three-star, but he had offers from ASU, BYU, Colorado, Michigan State, Oregon State, Utah, Washington. Like, he was yeah. very highly recruited. Uh, they love him. I mean, that's just it. Like, they, again, they, they are ecstatic that they landed him. And again, this coaching staff does a very, very good job evaluating uh, evaluating talent. We've certainly, we're certainly at that point. So right now, you're saying that we're probably looking at offensive line next year of Big Jonah at left tackle, Raymond Polito at right tackle, uh, Northwestern dude, uh, Josh Baker, and Wendell Moy. No, they're going to move uh, Jonah back to guard. Who's going to be another tackle? Deuce. Deuce is a tackle. Is going to put him in? All right. All right. I don't know. I, I, I don't... Hmm. I guess we'll find out there. I and by the way, this coaching staff has done a very, very good job. But one person we need to stick up for is Leif. Um, Joseph put or just said right there. I don't know how Leif hasn't solidified himself as a starter in the coach's eyes. I thought Leif got kind of screwed around here a little bit in the Alamo Bowl. Um, listen, Borjan, nice story. That dude's a that dude's a backup. Leif is actually graded out well in games. Um, I don't know why they didn't do something where Leif was playing because Borjan shouldn't have been out there. I don't know they're different positions. I get all that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. 
Uh, I we didn't like the the starting offensive line. We were talking about it in pregame when we when right. I told when when we saw what it was, we didn't like it. Um, that was a big putting Leif in the game was a big move uh, and a big reason why Arizona won. I I don't know why they view him and, and look credit to him for for not transferring right like he absolutely right. could have transferred. And, Leif can play. Yeah, I I think he values the program overall and winning more than he would by maybe playing on a team that's not necessarily winning. Uh, which is rare these days, and 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 credit to him uh, for doing so. Great family, great kid. Uh, do you think Life has ever been to the Gila River Resorts and Casinos? Uh, I'll text him right now and ask. All right. Well, you don't you you text Quinn and ask him. But either way, yeah. you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at gila.com for more details and all uh, uh, an immersive experience. Eight hundred slot machines, fifteen blackjack tables, and live table games. Not to mention Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. The dining ranges from upscale like me. Or to uh, the uh, lower scale, like Jason Shear. Either way, you can get what you want there at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. And Shady Rays, Shady Rays. We just talked about Leif Magnuson, probably one of the coolest dudes you'll ever see. I'm guessing that he wears Shady Rays. And would you assume this as well, Shear? Yeah, I don't see how he couldn't. Yeah, at this point, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Noah Fafita. Now, there's a dweeb on Twitter that uh, mocked me when I said that uh, Noah Fafita was going to get Heisman uh, uh, preseason love next year. This guy knows nothing about what he's talking about because he believes that Noah is a backup. That is obviously not the case. Noah Fafita is absolutely going to be getting Heisman love, and I'll bet you that he's, from a betting perspective, maybe on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, probably going to be in the top 10 to 12 as far as that because Arizona's going to win a lot of games, and he's going to put up a lot of uh, he's going to put up a lot of yards there, Skier. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman, but he's definitely going to be mentioned, especially right. if Arizona wins. Right. Uh, he's going to be one of these guys that you maybe take a flyer on because he's going to open up like 40 to 1 preseason. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's good. I don't like yeah. anybody who doesn't win the Heisman. He's good. He's good. He's good. It's okay to admit that he's good. And no, and again, Braden Dorman could turn out to be the best quarterback ever, but guess what? There's going to be no Fafita's team for the next three years. Just, just yeah. is, just is what it is. Andrew, uh, Andrew Blejo. All right. Now, Andrew, uh, who's our start out other linebacker? Ideally it's Leviticus Sua. Yeah. I think they're going to portal. You think they're going to portal? I, yeah. I think there's a very good chance if they can land a good guy in the portal, they go in portal. But I do want to see Sua on the field more next year. We're going to know about Sua, uh, Leviticus Sua. We're going to know about him this coming year. Not necessarily if he's going to start or not, um, but we're going to know whether he's really good or not. Yeah, yeah. We're. I mean, look, if you can't see the field, if you can't see the field this season, uh, it's a concern for sure. All right, now, oh, Big Twelve Media Day! I cannot, I cannot wait to be uh, get to Big Twelve Media Day and meet uh, and meet sports fans. It's going to be fun and be able to meet <laughs> and meet fan bases that care about sports. It's going to be fantastic. Um, when is that, by the way? I don't think they've announced the actual no, day. No, they have. They have announced the day. I just add ah, sometime in June, I think. Um, Big but, Twelve Media Day 2024 has not been announced. I thought it was. I thought it was. No, they just announced that it's going to be in Vegas, but they haven't announced the day yet. Right. Um, all right. Uh, Erica, uh, Skier, when is the portal stuff done? When will we know our complete team? Oh, you're not going to know the complete team until August because the portal closes at the end of today. 
the players in the college football playoff get five extra days, I think. Right. Um, and then it opens up again in May. Now, remember, Arizona lander Taylor Upshaw in May. Mm-hmm. And he was right. obviously a large part of the team. You won't know Arizona's final roster until, like, June, July. Now, uh, t- uh, now I got a question. Do you think when Jed goes to Pac-12 or a Big 12 media day and he takes a player with him, does he still take JDL with him? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I wonder, there was actually a, a nice moment at the end of that game. That was yeah, cool. That was cool. Where, where Jaden and Jed hugged and they said something. I wonder what they said. I, I All I could read was Jaden said thank you like 10 times. All right. Well, you should ask, you should ask him, dude. I know. I see you guys tweeting back and forth with uh, you and Jed. Yeah, best yeah. friends. Yeah, I know you should. Yeah, I mean, great terms. Um, now, uh, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, bowl season here. Sure. By the way, you're coming back on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Ten thirty. All right, everybody out there, mark it down. Sheer the conquering king is coming back on Friday. All right. Now, um, do you want to make fun of Iowa first, or do you want to talk about the? Uh, uh, eh, let's make fun of Iowa first. That's more enjoyable. All right, everybody out there, this is why the Big Ten sucks. I get Michigan's good. I will totally get you. Uh, uh, I will totally give you that. Iowa's, Iowa, though, is the embodiment of everything that is wrong with the Big Ten. You have a team that played in the Big Ten championship game, and they literally do not try to score. They don't want to score. They want you to score minus two points so they can win with zero. Sheer. Here, Go ahead. Here's, here's the only stat you need to know. <clears throat> Iowa played three ranked opponents this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. They played Penn State. They lost 31 0. Mm-hmm. They played Michigan. They lost 26 0. And they played Iowa and they lost like 35. They were outscored 92 to nothing. They suck. Three ranked opponents. Let me be 92 to nothing against the only three ranked opponents they face this year. I'm just telling you, we've been on this. Again, that's one of the few things that I'm right on, Sheer. I've been on leading this charge against Big Ten crap for the last three years. This is true. Big Ten football is garbage. And then we're saying that, but Michigan's probably going to win the national title. We need no. Washington. We need I Washington. Really- and by the way, Kalen DeBoer, this guy, essentially his coaching record is 872 and nothing. Robert Polito has joined them. Oh, the great Robert Polito. Oh, hello, Robert. We're looking for big, big things out of you. A member of the Back of the A movement, one of the lead parents in the Back of the A movement. Robert, we appreciate you, and we also appreciate you bringing your son here to Arizona. This is true, Sheer. Yes, it is yes. true. Yes, this Mike, is true. Do you want to know what happened to me? Do you see me rubbing my shoulder? Yeah, what happened? You know, you broke your foot. Does everyone on the broadcast know you broke your foot? Um, well, I no, no I haven't told anybody that. But uh, yes, I broke my foot. It's in a cast. I get the cast. Uh, I get actually, I get it evaluated next week. Um, long. St- I, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I won't <laughs> talk about it. I got my foot run over by a golf cart. Um, it, it, it obviously was not good. So um, you know, you know, cupping therapy. Have you heard of cupping? Yeah, therapy? yeah, yeah. With like those weird things. On and there. I do it all the time. But my body reacted. I have literally no exaggeration on this shoulder. I have about thirty blisters right now. Are you serious? Let, let's see. Let's see. Prove it. Those are all blisters. Yes. I'm not oh, one. Wow. It's disgusting. Yeah, it oh, excruciating pain, and I still am on your show. Yeah, no, it, well, hey, dude, listen, man, when I got, uh, I showed you, I tweeted out the picture of my ankle after this happened. Yeah. It was very, very bad. Um, hey, you know what? Since Polito's here, let's talk about Polito here for a minute. Was the golf cart driven by Bruce? <laughs> <Castro>? <laughs> well, that, yeah. 
<laughs> um, I think I, well, I was going through my breakout performers for next year. And um, on the offensive side, there's three guys that I'm really interested in. Fam, uh, Rayshon, Speedy Luke. By the way, did you see that picture of Fam? How big he is now? Yeah. That was than you. Yeah, he is bigger than me, <laughs> fam. Um, I also think I also think Polito, because you gotta remember he was hurt, he was hurt a lot of the year, got in late. Again, Arizona doesn't get a lot of kids that were committed to Alabama. So you gotta uh, you know, take that. I'm I'm really excited to see him. I'm also excited to see Kean. Yeah. And yeah. uh and then defensively, Deuce, um, we will have no Deuce Davis uh besmirching on the AZ Wildcats podcast. With uh, your you had a guy on your, your uh, board that said that he, you know, that uh, I don't know, he could only play like ten to fifteen snaps. I'm telling you, Deuce Davis going for eight plus sacks next year. Marcelo Martinez, you are right on the mark. And um, I'm also going to say that Isaiah Ward going to go for probably about seven, eight sacks as well. Keep in mind, one add four, one add three and a half. Sure, you sign off on this. This is true. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's uh, in line for for a big season. He looked like he got hurt at the end of the Alamo Bowl. I never followed up on that, but he he walked to the bench and he was pretty upset. But um, if you watch that last play when Jackson Arnold is running, you see him pull up. So we gotta we gotta make sure he's okay. But I'll he's a guy that I, I I think is gonna have a a big season. Um, again, you know we talk about it and and Roberts on it too. The, uh, there's a lot of good parents on this team. Oh, they're all awesome. That, that realize what they're kids are and how nothing's necessarily handed like if there were players in in davis's position uh, elsewhere there's a right. really good chance that there would be a transfer right but his dad realizes that next season is a big season and they're going to ask and and the development is leading somewhere and i and i think that's that's worthy of a compliment because you look at how many kids are in the transfer portal and arizona's lost how many contributors right well, let's let's look at Kevin. Let's look at Kevin Green. Kevin Green's another example. I personally believe Kevin Green should have played a little bit more than he's played so far. But his dad not said a thing. Been super supportive. He knows that this is going to be a big year for Kevin Green. Uh, same thing with uh, you know. There's like you said. There's just a. This is when it comes to it. We've dealt with some real turd parents. Um, we've been doing this quite a while. Um, we are. Uh, we had to deal with a quarterback who never even played here, whose dad thought he was Peyton Manning, and would be essentially, you know besmirch anybody we don't have to there's none of that with these guys they're fantastic and we're not yeah. just saying that because robert polito is bigger than me no i mean mike knows the the maniacs that i've dealt with yeah. and, right and uh and just know that if you're a maniac parent i the first thing i do is send the mean things to mike so he can read them yes uh <laughs> but uh, we haven't had that there's literally not one parent of a player on the roster or a player on the roster uh that i've that i've had issues with at all whatsoever all right now on that note uh oh by the way so you like michigan to win no i think the spread is crazy it's four and a half i think that's a lot i think here's the thing michigan still michigan still i do jj mccarthy is good i don't worry about jj mccarthy though he's just kind of um, whatever I worry about, there's there's two things i worry about washington's run defense is not good i thought right. texas went away from the run they averaged 6.8 yards a carry and they went away from it it makes no sense and then the other thing I don't like is Dylan Johnson's injury. I, I yeah. think that's a big one. Yeah, and that was also a really dumb move. Just take a knee right there. Take a knee, man. If you're punting with 10 seconds, so be it. And if you give up something there, so be it as well. Um, the uh, 
Yeah, that was not good. Um, by the way, I also like Washington fans a lot more than Oregon yeah. fans. Washington fans know that here, – here's the thing. I think Washington fans know it's kind of a top-10 program. You know, they've got a national title at 1990. They have a good chance of doing it again. Oregon is the kid that has to keep telling you that they're right there, that they're right here. We had the best recruiting class. And that's why the Digital Dam is also a really good follow on Twitter because he makes fun of that. The offseason champions year in and year out, and what did that lead? a victory over Liberty in the bowl. It's just really fun. Like I know the Washington writers and, and they're in fans, a lot of 24 seven. There's a, a chunk of people that are from the Seattle area. Uh, it's just fun. Like they're having so much fun and it, it's, it's very cool to see. Um, they're not telling everyone how great they are. Like you said, they, they know that they're in the national championship game. This may not come around in the next few years. Right. They have the dream roster and they're loving every second of it. All right, on that note, before we sign off, Sheer, I'm going to say this. Become a PHNX diehard today. You get all kinds of merch. You get all kinds of behind-the-good stuff, uh, Discord chat. And, Jason Shear, what do you have for the folks? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com, Wildcat Scoop Podcast with Shelby, and then at Jason Shear on Twitter. You can see the excitement, Mike. Oh, no, that no, that is that is incredible. By the way, uh, your right-hand man, Scott Schlittenhardt, when are you having him on the pod? Uh, we don't have guests on the pod. When are you having him on the pod? You have a much easier uh, format. Well, but he's your senior editor, though. You got to remember that, though. So I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Fan-sided articles still coming each day. All right. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we have a – I get to talk with Brian Peabody. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball. Pima County Hall of Famer. Shears coming back on on Friday. And stay with me right here because I need to make sure that I close this out right. Um. Everybody, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. Ah, I found it. All right. Everybody out there, you make the you make the uh, whole thing go. Um, appreciate all of you. You have been, Oh, by the way, another awesome parent that we forgot, Tony Jones. Tony Jones is the man. We like Tony yeah. Jones a great deal. But for sure. that, for Jason Shear, I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We all city like the mayor. 